I am very picky about candles. I keep them burning around my house all the time. So many home fragrances smell very unnatural, super sweet, chemically, and just smell like the part of the mall you cannot wait to escape. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and toxicity in our air, I am even more picky. That's why I am so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth friendly option without giving up high quality fragrance that actually seems amazing. The candle industry has major problems. Almost 2 million candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years. Yes, that's right. 1 million. Absolutely insane. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again, again, and again so you don't become a part of the problem. It is so easy to use, guys. The candles are made up with fragrance wax beads so all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar fill it up with the wax beads enjoy your fragrance up to 36 hours and then just do it all over again when you're ready for a new one you don't have to settle for less than exciting fragrances with notes either in fact their collection of 13 amazing fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in south carolina and they are to die for y'all i have one burning recently and i have been loving burning the santel and atlas cedar scent it's woodsy, calming, smells just like some of the bougiest fragrances on the market. I love it. They have so many other ones like oat milk and balls and berry, vanilla and pepperwood, and so many. I love them all. So be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash healthy. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code HEALTHY. Just use code HEALTHY when placing an order. That's code HEALTHY at notescandle.com slash healthy. So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple years, and I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, Janine, how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting, I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money, which is so cool. It's all in one place and it's completely for free. It is called Spotify for podcasters. And here's how it works. So Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer. It's super, super easy. So no matter what y'all setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. So don't feel like you have to have it all together to start when you can start today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. Also, what is so great is if you do want to have a video feature, video podcasts are available on Spotify and I have that on mine and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just feel like it has been so engaging. I feel 
like I'm loving the options that that Spotify is giving me with Q and A's and polls and even having video. So I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app, or you can go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You guys are going to love this. If you've been wanting to start it, this is your sign. Maddie. Yeah. We are wearing pink. The mm-hmm. sign is pink, which normally we have the sign blue for my happy, healthy colors. Why are we wearing pink, Maddie? There must be like something going on. Is there something, something like in the air? really big? Like love, love is in the air. It's not even Valentine's Day. No, we're bringing love early. And, and it's my new... Okay. Are you ready to do this? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we haven't recorded a video together in forever. A long time. Welcome back to Happy and Healthy, Miss Madison Pruitt Trout. trout. I was Madison Pruitt last time. And now you are a trout. You are I've a little gained, fishy girl. I've gained a new last name. <laughs> I'm a fish. She's a fish. With two T's though. Two T's. Two it's, T's. it's legit. So welcome back to the podcast. It has Happy been a and healthy. very it's long time. good to be back. When was the last time you were here? Before you were married. <gasps> I don't even remember if I was engaged. No, I No, was. you were engaged because we did an episode on seasons changing. Oh, we did. We did. And we the did. seasons have changed. The seasons have changed. <laughs> and so have they for you. Oh, my. <laughs> she gets nervous. I'm like, oh, am I being interviewed? <laughs> I'm like, so actually, I have some questions to ask. <laughs> some pressing questions. No, so much oh has changed. Oh, my gosh. A lot has changed. That's crazy. So for people that don't know, and I don't know how they wouldn't know by this point in their life, but people that don't know Miss Madison Pruitt Trout, Mrs. Actually, sorry, my bad. Uh, You are an author, a speaker, a writer, a influencer. And Janine Amapola's best friend. Best friend, (laughs) ex-roommate. She's a wifey. She's a girl boss. What else do you do? Wow, keep, no, keep hiding. Ex-basketball player. Um, coffee yeah. fanatic. Thanks to me. Thanks. Okay, literally, I hated <laughs> coffee, and then I lived with Janine, and you got me hooked on coffee. I think like you three months into living with you. Yeah. Crazy. Well, you should be thanking me to be honest. All my like other friends are like Maddie. I've tried to get you on coffee for so long, and I live with Janine for three months, and I'm addicted to coffee now. Except for today, we're not drinking coffee. We are drinking Alani. Alani new, which we're gonna open on Wait, camera. How do we do that with one hand? Um. <laughs> Wait, let's Help. see. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Okay, you open it and I'm going to Although these are new nails. ASMR sound. <laughs> it's so, there we go. Ooh, I was like, that was so anticlimactic. It was kind of satisfying though. It was kind of satisfying. Okay, okay now I haven't my tried turn. this flavor though. It's oh, really good. Wait, your turn. Okay. Should we cheers? Uh, <laughs> and they're pink. Okay, cheers. Cheersies. Love you. Miss you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> This episode is going to be ridiculous. I kind of forgot we were on camera for a second. As I literally spill on myself. No, I spill on myself. Anyway, okay. Um, I really, pretty good. I actually really don't need this caffeine because. I don't either. Last time I had one of these, it kept me up all night, but it's fine. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put that right there. Maddie. Yeah. We are wearing pink. The mm-hmm. sign is pink, which normally we have the sign blue for my happy and healthy colors. Why are we wearing pink, Maddie? There must be like something going on. Is there something, something like in the air. really big? Like love, love is in the air. It's not even Valentine's Day. No, we're bringing love early. And, and it's my new book. <laughs> this is crazy. It's so crazy. You have a second book. My first book came out when I was living with you. Yes, October. October, 2021. Uh-huh. We were roommates at the time. I watched you. 
Oh my gosh. I didn't see you for no, like, I like didn't even live here. Like for gone. two months. She was working, hustling, busy. I was like, do I have a roommate anymore? One day. So, so you yeah. wrote your second book. It is called the love everybody wants. So show the camera. The love everybody wants. What you're looking for is already yours. This is so big. It's wild. I feel like I've been working on this for like forever. No, you so have because excited when you were still living here, I would see you sitting in that little corner nook. We call that like the writing chair, I feel like. Yeah. And you would just be grinding away writing that book. And I remember you reading a ton of books, like trying to get research for this yeah. and preparing. Stack of relationship and books. Yeah. And I remember being like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm working on my second book. And I was like, what? Yeah. And here we are. It is now in the flesh. This book comes out September 19th. 19th. Yay. Crazy. Okay, so first of all, how are you today? How has it been in this season writing a book? It has been, I mean, this is obviously my first book like that I'm releasing married. So mm. it has been quite the adventure of learning to navigate being an author, traveling and speaking versus also being a wife now. So <laughs> She's a, wife. a wife now, which you're about to be, which is crazy. I know. But yeah, I, it's been so great. Like he's honestly been so good just stepping in just to like remind me what really matters. Cause I think it's really easy, you know, to become a people pleaser and to care about the approval of other people, you know, and releasing a book, especially something that's so vulnerable. Yeah. And, you know, I wrote this book and shared some things in here that I've never talked about before that I've never opened up about before, not even mm. on social, not even on speaking engagements. And so it was super vulnerable and scary. Oh, <laughs> we're Wait. breaking things. We're like, welcome back to Happy Hi and Healthy. <laughs> Sorry, we had a technical malfunction. Um, what were you saying? Grant's reminding you of who you are. Yeah, I was saying this is the most vulnerable thing I've ever done. You know, mm. I have a lot in this book of just heartbreak, rejection, things that I've struggled with that I've never opened up about, you know, to a large group of people, but just to close friends. And so it's vulnerable. It's mm, scary. And it it's been so good to have Grant just remind me, Maddie, this is what matters. And you know, you, you were obedient and the outcome is up to God. Like yep. you, you followed what you felt like he was leading you to do and putting this message out there. And you just have to trust that it's going to encourage even just one person. And so he's continued reminding me of the things that matter most, which has been so helpful um, but it's, it's been good. It's been a crazy season, but I'm so excited. I'm very Yay. passionate about this message. And I do think it's a message that is so authentic because I was writing it to myself. Like mm. it was a message that I started writing when I was single and was bitter. I, I didn't want to be mm, single. Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be single. And I was looking at all my friends that were married and, you know, having this life that I so badly wanted and I started writing, you know, just to encourage myself and remind myself, you know, of just the truths of, of God's word and started writing from that place. And through the grace of God, I was able to really go through like all the different seasons. Like I was single. I ended up meeting Grant in the middle of writing mm. this book. We dated, we got engaged. Now we're married. I finished the manuscript two months into being married. So I, I literally that. hit like every single book. Which is so cool. I feel like you don't typically get that with an author. You yeah. don't get, you mainly get them just being like, Hey, this is where I'm already, where I already am. Right. And I'm already done. And you are literally writing as you're going through it somewhat, which, which was really so cool. the grace of God. Because I remember when I was single, I was like, I don't want to read a book from no offense, but to like a yeah. 50 year old man who has six kids and has the perfect life. You know, I wanted to feel like 
I could read something or be encouraged by someone who was literally going through what I was yeah. going through. And so it's so cool that I was able to, to go through those seasons mm-hmm. um, and just speak from that perspective. Like I was, you know, date, I was in, I was dating Grant trying to evaluate, is he the one I was fighting for purity as I'm writing on purity. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, confessing things to you, having you pray over me and writing, you know, contracts and having <laughs> you to sign them. And I mean, like we really held each other accountable. And yeah. I mean, just so much that I went through that I was able to really write from that like authentic place, mm-hmm, um, which was mm-hmm. just so good. But I remember really what inspired like the beginning of this book was I had a moment here, honestly, and uh, living in this, well, this room, because this is my bedroom. Okay, this is Maddie's ex room, which is crazy. <laughs> I'm like tearing up. Like, why am I tearing up? Like, this is so many moments we're in this room. Don't make me cry. It's, no, it's really crazy. And I remember I got back from, like, Grant and I had just got married. And, like, I think we got back from our honeymoon. And we were moving everything over to Waco. And I came in this room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm so happy that I'm married. But it's so weird being back in this room and all the yeah. memories. And I just, like, looked at Janine and started crying. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah. And uh, so it's weird being back in here. But in the totally. best way. Yeah. And you were like, you were in a new season where you were like, okay, this is the moment I've waited and prayed for. And now I'm here. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, but now I'm saying goodbye to this old life. Right. I'm saying goodbye to this room. It's this weird juxtaposition of like, you're so excited that God has answered your prayers and that you're exactly what you, where you're, you've dreamed of being and where you've always wanted to be. And then you're there, but then you're also like, in a way I'm still, I'm like grieving this Mm -hmm. past life of like being single and living with my best friend. Yeah you know, just getting to, to just travel the world whenever I want. And so that was definitely something that, you know, we both had to confront both of us. Um, yeah, that I, I think like a lot of people don't talk about it. Don't enough. talk about it. I'm enough. like, Hey, yeah. that's a real thing. Like you can yeah. be so excited and grateful to be married while also be like, wow, this is an adjustment. Like yeah. I'm, I, in a way I'm grieving cause it's changed. Like in a way I'm just, there's, there's a, a, a different season happening here. Totally. No, it is so true. I think you and you and maybe like one other person were the only two girls that were kind of explaining that idea of like grieving singleness slash still being excited and hopeful for the future. Right. Because you only hear people being like either marriage is so hard or you hear them saying it's the best thing ever, which the two can coexist. Don't right. get me wrong. However, I think girls are maybe looking like, oh, marriage is the pinnacle, marriage is success, which it is. It's a form of that, you know? But also, I think there is something of saying, okay, goodbye to my old self and understanding that, okay, I'm about to go into a completely different season. Yeah, It's no longer, you said, I can't pick up and leave whenever I want. I have to process through somebody and whatever. So I think not a lot of people talk about that. Yeah, And it's something I'm actually very passionate about. I want to make another episode on it because I'm walking through that right as say, we speak. That's, this is where you're I'm literally right there, right? And I call you all the time, like, Maddie, <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Therapy sessions over the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, that's so crazy. And I think what's really cool, I remember when you were living here, you had your one chapter called Worth the Wait that you were waiting to write until you got yeah. married. Yeah. I remember you being like, it's almost done. My book is almost done. And I was like, what are you waiting for? You're like, till I get married. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm super excited to read your book and see kind of like the transition of also watching you go through that, but also watching you go through everything extremely well. Like some people, you know, you're like, are you really, you know, <laughs> what you say you are in your book or online as you are offline and like, 
hundred percent you are that. And so I'm really excited to read your book. Oh, I'm so proud of you so it's as well. a good well. thing because we're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's not who she's like. like. She's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But it's so true. Like that, that, that is crazy that you remember that. Cause yeah, I was like almost done with my book and I was like, but I really want to come at it from also like a marriage point of view too, mm -hmm. and be able to offer those insights into this book as well, because I wanted it to come from every vantage point and not just someone be like, well, you don't get it because you weren't married or you don't get it because you weren't single. And it's like, nope. I, I was both in writing this book 100%. and uh, yeah, I just, I remember having a moment in this room and just being so upset with the Lord and being like, I so badly, like I want to be married. I'm tired of being single. I'm tired of waiting. And I just remember there being this like moment where the Lord just like convicted my spirit. And he was like, Maddie, you have been looking for all the right things in all the wrong places. Mm. You are trying to find this divinity and humanity and you're trying to find this lasting, never ending, never changing love in a person. Um, and just like reminding me, like your purpose is not a person, like your identity is not a relationship status. And just having to like remind me of that and point me back to scripture, first Corinthians seven. Um, and just like so many passages in scripture of just like, I am enough. Psalm 23, one, mm. the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing reminding me like Maddie in me, you have everything you need yeah. and getting me back to that place. And I remember in that moment, that was when like a shift happened in my heart. And I was like, okay, no, I'm going to thrive in singleness. Like I'm going to thrive. Cause I remember like you were in like a little bit of a relationship yeah, at the time. I was dating and, somebody, and that yeah. was like hard for me. Cause I was like, I'm single and I'm going like, through heartbreaks and you know, you're in a relationship and you know, I just remember having those moments, but the Lord just like shifted something in my heart. And in that time I was pointed back to the two greatest commandments, which is actually the inspiration behind this book. Mm. Um, and it says in the two greatest commandments, Matthew 22, 36 through 40, the Lord is asked by, you know, a, a Pharisee or teacher of the law. And, and he's being asked and challenged, like, what are, what are, what would you say is the most important thing? Like, what are the two greatest commandments or what, what would you say? How is, do we get into heaven? Yeah. yeah. Like, right. Like just trying to test him. And, and Jesus just responds and is like, well, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And then the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And that just like really stuck out to me. I was like, man, there's something there because it's, he's, he's showing us what the most important thing is here on this earth, which is love. And he not only shows us the importance of love, but he shows us the order of those loves. Mm. And that was really what I started building this message in this book on was not only, Hey, let's look at the importance of these loves, but let's dive into the order of these loves because how we go about our life, how we build our identity, our purpose, our relationships, like we got to have these loves in order. Totally. That's so good. I love that. So your tagline is what you're looking for is already yours. Can you expand on that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we'll be at Pizza's my door. Pizza's here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think it's the post office. And this podcast is sponsored by Thrive Market. Guys, we're big Thrive Market people because at the end of the day, time is money and being healthy to us in 2024 is so essential to our well-being. I'm running a marathon. Janine is launching a book, which is so crazy. Uh, so we have meetings after meetings and time is money. So that's why we use Thrive Market. It's our go-to for all of our grocery and household essentials and getting everything online then quickly shipped to our doorstep is just such a huge time saver. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time. They even have my favorite freaking protein bars, uh, New Go Chocolate Pretzel. I eat them before every single workout, save over 30% each order. So when you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one -one membership matching program. You join, they give. 
Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy thrivemarket.com slash healthy. Back to the show. Your book tagline is what you're looking for is already yours. Do you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah. So really what I was explaining earlier, like the whole idea of when I like had that moment with the Lord and he was like, you are looking for the right things in all the wrong places. It was this whole idea of like, you have been searching, straining and striving for this outside love when ultimately what you're looking for can only be found in me. And it was in that moment when I realized that, that everything else changed. Like my dynamic with my friendships, the dynamic with, you know, a future romantic relationship dynamic, even with myself, like how I felt about myself, the confidence, like identity, all of that was tied into understanding that it all starts and finishes with Jesus and that everything that I need is in him. And so it was in that moment where everything changed. And that's what really inspired like the tagline of what you're looking for is already yours. So nothing, Mm. nothing out there in this world can satisfy you like Jesus can. He is the greatest love of all time. And building on that love is where you're going to be able to find confidence in yourself, learning how to love and value yourself well, because if we don't value ourselves. We're going to be entering into these relationships with other people looking for something from them that ultimately can only be one found in Christ, but two, you know, having that confidence in Mm ourselves. And so then we're entering these relationships from this place of abundance rather than lack, you know, looking to be completed. And so, and then from there, we're able to build healthy and strong relationships with other people. Ooh, that's a bar. That's so good. (laughs) Seriously, it's so true because, yeah, if you aren't already going into a relationship confident in yourself, you know your worth, you know your value, you're going to that person with open hands saying, tell me who I am, affirm me, please love me. When you already get that, you should be getting that from the creator, you know? And then it's out of that love, then you're able to pour back into that person and to love that person because you're getting it from the source. Both of y'all are getting it from the source. And that is ultimately what makes a healthy relationship, a healthy marriage is you knowing yourself and the Lord first and foremost. I mean, we've seen that like in our own past relationships, when we've entered into relationships, insecure or not knowing our worth and value. And so we're looking for someone else to, like you said, like affirm us, complete us, satisfy us, meet our every need and desire. Mm -hmm. And then we become codependent on that person for our purpose, for our worth, for our value. And it's like, well, what happens when (laughs) they fail you? Cause they will, you know, dump you or they dump you (laughs) or they cheat on you. I'm like, well, let's go there then. I've been there. (laughs) I'm like, I literally started writing this book and I had three chapters on heartbreak and rejection. And like my publishers finally looked at me and they were like, Maddie, this book is not on heartbreak. Like you've got to pick one. And I was like, okay, fine. And so I made it just one chapter, but I was like, that's real. Like we've, we've all in some way, shape or form, even if it's not in a romantic setting, like we've all experienced heartbreak and rejection in some way. Yeah. hundred percent. So what would you say? Because you said you started the book when you were single and now you're married to Grant whom we love Grant. We love literally Grant. Caleb and Grant are like such good friends that they're actually hanging out this weekend together. It's, it's so, so cute because we're going to be gone for my bachelorette, but when you were single, I'm sure you had all these ideas and things about marriage and you thought marriage maybe would complete you or whatever. And now you've been married for almost a year, which is crazy. so crazy. What would you now tell your single self? Man, I really would go back and just say like, 
again, it start like the three loves that we're talking about, like that doesn't change even in marriage. It still starts first and foremost. I wake up every single day and I go up to my prayer closet and I'm like, Lord, I depend on you. I need mm. you. I don't know how to be a good friend, a good wife, a good follower of you, like without you. So like, I need you. And it's starting like, Hey, when I wake up, Lord, let your love be what satisfies me. Mm-hmm. Don't let me run to my husband. Don't let me run to my job. Don't let me run to my friends and community for that satisfaction satisfaction. Like, let me find that in you first and foremost. And then it's from that place where I'm able to be confident in how God made me and be confident in, you know, the gifts, the strengths, the passions he's put inside of me. And then from those places, I'm able to love Grant the way that God calls me to and Mm. lay down my life and serve him and humble myself before him. And so I would say like, truly these, the things we talk about in this book, that doesn't change, you know, whether you're single, whether you're dating or whether you're married, it's like, it's still going to come back to those three loves because God gives it, Jesus gave those commandments, not saying, Hey, this is predicated on your relationship status. Like whether this is predicated on if you're married or if you're single, he's like, no, these are the two greatest commandments, no matter what. And you can put that in any context you want to. But for me, I've seen like, it's really crazy. Not a lot has changed and a lot has changed all at the same time. I'm like, wow, I still have the same insecurities. I still have the same fears that I still have to put before God and say, I trust you. And it's still a vulnerable thing, you know, even in getting married, even though it's an everlasting covenant, this person like has access to your heart in ways that nobody else does. Mm. But at the same time, my hope is not in grant. My hope is in a savior. My hope is in Jesus. And so I'm not relying on grant to meet my every need and desire. And I think because of that, and he's doing the same and because of that, we have such a healthy and strong marriage. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. The only reason why y'all's relationship is so strong is because Grant also too understands this. Grant goes to the Lord. He has submitted. He prays. He has accountability men around him. Yeah. Like you both have to have that mentality for it to work. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you could be like, I'm so strong in the Lord. And Grant's like, you're not filling up my cup. You're not filling up my cup. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, but you've got to go back to the source too. You know, and of course, like you obviously want to cater to your husband's needs, but it has to come from the Lord, you know? No, totally. So I guess what would you say? Because you know, especially in Christian culture and online, people definitely see marriage as like, again, I said earlier, the pinnacle moment of life. Like Mm -hmm. people see it as, okay, this is when you know you've made it. And I think there's a lot of people that are going to be a little bit disappointed when marriage disappoints them. What would you say to the girl that is like, I just want to be married? Because that's what's going to complete me and make me feel like I've made it in life. I go back to first Corinthians seven. When I read that today, actually, wow. I, it was look like, at God. I opened the first Corinthians. I was like, I'm going to read this today. And it was literally first Corinthians seven. Look at God. Okay. God. <laughs> I mean, truly like it, it points straight to singleness is a gift. And you hear that a million times. And you're like, Whoa. like, I don't want to hear that again, you know, but cause I remember hearing that. And I remember when, you know, one of my mentors looked at me and was like, Maddie, singleness is a gift. Like, don't, you know, don't throw it away. Like it doesn't matter. Don't treat it. Like you're just sitting on the sidelines, waiting to be in the big game of marriage. And I remember when she said that and I was like, easy for you to say, but now I'm here and I'm like, no, literally I want to go tell every single, single person that because it is so true. Like singleness is such a gift and it's a, I would even, you know, say it's probably the most important season of your life because who you are here will determine who you will be there. If you don't learn contentment here, if you don't learn satisfaction in Jesus alone, if you don't learn how to read your word and get in scripture and how to fight in prayer and all these things like in singleness, then it's going to be really hard to to translate that into marriage. And I'm not saying you can't, I'm just saying like singleness is such a time where you have undivided devotion to Jesus. Like that's what it talks about in first Corinthians seven. Mm -hmm. Paul is like, Hey, singleness is 
honestly better because you have undivided devotion to Jesus. Your, your attention, your affection is fully on Jesus and how to please him and not how to please someone else. And so I go back to that of like, Hey, Jesus alone is enough. And singleness is a good thing. You're not missing out. But I also want to say at the same time, having the desire for marriage is not bad. It's not yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, it's not a wrong desire. I had that desire. I continue to have that desire. I want to stay married. Um, but I would say at the same time, it's just where we take that desire. And if we allow that desire to trump our affection and devotion to Jesus, where it can get dangerous. Mm. Um, and I talk about, I have a whole chapter in my book just on singleness and what singleness gave me the opportunity um, to to develop in my own life and the things that I learned in that season. And I talk about like the three H's, the three things um, that I was able to, to really continue to develop as even like now being married. I'm like those three things carried into marriage, which is so great. Mm. Um, but the first is holiness, like just being complete in Christ. Like he alone is enough. And just, you know, we talk about it often. We continue to challenge each other and push each other in this yep. all the time is like, Hey, are we living for this world or are we living for a world to come eternity? Yep. You know, um, what are we living for? And, and just that, you know, Hebrews 12, you know, throw off all sin and all weights and all hindrances and run your race. It's like, I want to be as holy and pure as I possibly can be. And so, you know, seeing singleness as an opportunity to really like, Lord, search my heart, you know, Psalm 139, search my heart, remove anything in me that's not of you and really become complete in Christ. And then two, I would say, um, is really to, to heal. Like yeah. we we've seen yeah. that oh, <laughs> like singleness, singleness gives you the opportunity to really confront some things in your life that may have happened when you were eight years old, that may have happened in a previous relationship. Mm -hmm. It gives you the opportunities to really confront those things and say, okay, I'm going to deal with this now so that I don't build up a, a wall between me and my future spouse one day. Because if you don't deal with those things now, like it will create trouble in a one day potential future marriage. Oh gosh, and so yeah. I think we've, I mean, we've seen that in our yeah. own lives of, and the importance of having community in those seasons so that yep. you can have people around you be like, Hey, this is an area that I see you haven't healed in and you need to really work on. And we were that for each other. And then the mm -hmm. last thing I would say, which is fun, cause it just ties into to who you are and this podcast, but just develop healthy habits. Like yep. singleness gives you the opportunity to really, you know, what are my goals? What are my, what's my vision for my life? And how can I develop habits around that, that will contribute to that long-term vision is so, so important. Like we are what we repeatedly do. So what are we repeatedly doing, um, and building those habits to be as healthy and holy as possible? Okay. Mic drop. <laughs> this deserves this sound effect. Hold on. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's new. No, I've had that. Oh, I, I didn't, been, I I didn't get it on the last podcast. So apparently <laughs> well, I didn't have a mic. Do better. Oh, <laughs> performance-based. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, everything you're saying is so, so true. Like it is hard because yeah, I'm sure every single person is like, we get it. Singleness is a gift. Yeah. Shut up. You know, you're married, you're engaged, Janine, be quiet. But it is genuinely so true. And like, even though, you know, we, we still think we both use singleness well, like, that person that you end up marrying or being in a relationship can still very much be healthy for you to mm -hmm. help you as it should reveal the weak spots in you reveal areas that you do need to be healthy because yeah. you may be in singleness and you're like, I am good. I am peachy K. And then your fiance or husband will be like, 
girl, you have some issues still, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think I'm still, I actually process that quite a bit in the beginning. And also I think on the flip side of singleness, I almost liked being single a little too much. Mm -hmm. And it will also can turn negative because I became super selfish, super about my life, my plans and almost prideful. And so I think it's almost realizing, okay, singleness is a gift, but also it can be your worst enemy if you almost use it a little bit too much in the wrong way. And so mm -hmm. I think you will only be able to sharpen those within community because yeah. you know I, I process a ton of that with you of like I don't know if I'm ready to be married I'm scared this and that and then you would walk through you know things with me and so yeah. you don't heal in isolation and I think in all of these things you're talking about in your book it's done through community yeah always no, so good and that idea of you alluded to this but like being willing to well, having the understanding of like what you're expecting, like you have to be willing to give. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, like I've seen this in our life, I'll just speak on behalf of our <laughs> things we had to work through, but it's like, we had to realize like, oh, we can't have these crazy high standards and expectations if we're not willing to be those things too. Yeah. And so it's, it's knowing that the healthiest and strongest relationships, even if we're talking about friendships, like is born from two healthy individuals, you know, it's, it's me working on me and that continues even into marriage. It's like mm -hmm. my marriage is going to be as healthy as it possibly can be. If both of us are pursuing a strong relationship with Jesus and having a strong relationship with ourselves and putting strong community around us. Yeah. And you we're also saying this too, but just marriage can be such a gift if you see it as that iron sharpening iron, yeah. finding someone who is going to sharpen you and make you better and not be afraid to call out some things and be like, Hey, you need to yeah. work on these. Here's some blind spots. Well, as your partner should, because I mean, I think JP says this a lot, but it's not to make you happy. It's to make you holy. Yeah. And that's what a good godly marriage should do is refine you and make you better. If you're dating somebody and, or you're hanging on somebody and they're not sharpening you, they're not making you better, mm -hmm. you know, maybe reevaluate, reassess a little bit. We're not saying be rude and cut the person off, but maybe take a step back and audit. Okay. Are my friendships making me better or are they pulling me down mm -hmm. a little bit? You yeah. Know? So good. Okay. So in your book, you talk about red flags. Don, don, don. That's where we needed that other sound effect. I know. Wait, there's one. <laughs> I cannot with that one. I need a little sippy. Oh yeah, drink. let's. That, we got to cheers on that one. <laughs> Talk about red flags. I'm like, hold on, let me have a. Okay. A also, percentage. to be honest, everybody has some red flags. Yeah. So amen. I think a lot of the times we want to just project and be like, that person's a red flag and they're toxic. And I'm like, sometimes you're the toxic one. I know I've been toxic. You know, mm -hmm. just as a reality check for everybody, there's no perfect relationships. Any relationship you see online is not perfect, yeah. but there's a difference between, you know, maybe having some unhealthy things that can be worked on and just straight up toxic. Right. So we're probably more talking about red flags that can be worked on. Or what do you think? We're, we're talking about red flags that I think a lot of times we tolerate in our relationships, but ultimately it takes away from our identity and our relationship with Jesus. And it's like, why, why would we settle for good enough when God's best is available to us? Ooh. And that's where I wanted to really tackle like, Hey, love doesn't have to be just some fleeting feeling that you're following or some, you know, Hollywood movie that you're trying to base your love life on. That's not realistic, but it also doesn't have to be something that's blind either. You don't have to, you know, that whole phrase, like that's the title of my chapter 
is love is blind. Mm. Because I think a lot of times we do enter into these relationships from this skewed perspective or from this place of just like following our feelings or following culture. And we just continue to tolerate, you know, red flags or toxic tendencies because we're like, oh, this is just how it is. This is, you know, this is the best I'm going to get. And there's so many different reasons that we settle. But I wanted to talk on, you know, seven different, I think I cover seven, seven different red flags in this chapter. Um, but I do speak to, I love that you mentioned that I do speak to, it's not just about being blind to who they are, but it's also about being blind to who we are. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes we got some things that we need to work on and some things that, you know, we have blind spots in our life, which again, just goes back to having healthy community around you to help you with those blind spots. Like there's been multiple times you've come up to me and you're like, this is something you need to work on, yeah, Maddie. Like, that was a little mean. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little truth with Delivery, no grace. Um, not okay. on point. <laughs> yeah. And you were always the grace of my truth. Aww. Oh, cutie. Oh, that's cute. We have baby voices. Just I ignore know. us. You can fast forward through that part. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's so important is to have those people around you to call out those blind spots. Um, and when you get married, then, you know, your spouse can be that person too. But I think when you're dating, you should have community around you to kind of take that role. But you should be evaluating in a relationship, you know, what is this person's patterns? Like, what are their patterns? Are they godly? Are they holy? Are they healthy? And asking those questions um, and then evaluating like, what are the red flags? But some of the red flags I talk about is don't date potential. And I think that's that's a big one for a lot that's of people. That's a big one. Okay, but explain that more. Potential in what? Don't date someone who you hope one day will change or get better. You know, when you're Faith-wise? like- in any whatever, you know, like maybe it's like, oh, I hope one day they'll be a man of their word. Like Mm. they'll follow through with their commitments. Maybe that'll change. They just need, you know, they need this job or they need this opportunity or they need, you know, want a couple more years on their life, you know, whatever. And you just give all these excuses and it's like, no, those patterns matter. Like you want a man who's going to be a man of his word. Um, and obviously that's me just speaking to the ladies, but same thing applies to any dude listening right now. Yeah. But I would say, yeah, don't, don't date potential. Don't date a one day or a maybe or a could be because that's not reality that's not real life that's a fantasy and what what happens if they don't change what right. happens if you marry a could be and it don't yeah it could have <laughs> should have woulda. woulda and it didn't so what do you do now <laughs> you know and it's like that's where you ha- you're like no you need to know what you're going into that's why it's so important to have like an aligned vision and purpose of like this is who you are this is who I am and this is what our relationship is built on and this is where we're headed yeah and like if that's not if you're not on the same page there like that should be alarming that should be a red flag um another one i talk about and this is something that's interesting because i was in a four-year relationship with someone in college that i thought i was going to marry one day a long time ago when i was i don't know 21 22 and uh everything like all the boxes were checked off everything was great he was awesome he loved god everything was there except peace Mm. i didn't have peace yep don't know why just didn't. Yeah. And as I, as I prayed about it and I was like, Lord, okay, we're getting to a point. We're about to get engaged. We're, you know, we're, we're at that, those crossroads and, and everyone around us thinks we're supposed to be married, you know, whatever. But is this your best? Is this your will? And that really shifted something in my mind. I think before it was always like, what do I feel? How do I feel? God, this is what I'm feeling. And something that day was just like, okay, it's not about what do I feel? It's God, is this your will? Is this your best for me? And in praying that it was revealed to me that this is, I don't, I'm not blessing this. I don't. And like, I didn't have peace. I had this wrestle in my spirit, not because of him, not because of anything that happened. Just, I just didn't have peace about moving forward. And so I would even just say like, 
it should be a red flag. It should be alarming if you don't have peace and if there's not trust and peace there on your end um, or just in the relationship in general. That's so good. Seriously. I think it kind of is a prime example of like, there's so many things that you could do, but should you do it? Yeah. Because there's so many people, I think if we looked back on our past, we both could have been married when we were like really oh, young, you know? Yeah. A lot of guys would have been like, yeah, he's good. This, this works. Like just crazy. We would have never met each other. I know. Yeah, I'm like so well. glad that now you look back and hindsight's 2020 and you're like, oh, I'm really Praise glad God. that yeah. relationship didn't work out. Cause I don't know where I would be if I married that person when I was 23 or whatever, yeah. I'm getting married later in life, 29, and I would never change a thing Yeah, because I genuinely think I waited. And even though it took heartbreak and you saw me go through some of that and yeah. you know, I dated someone too that I was like, he's so great, checks off all the boxes, but something feels mm -hmm. off. It's like, you've got to trust your gut. You've got to trust your spirit and the Lord pinging you yeah. and showing you like, I know you can, but I don't think you should. Yeah, no, that's you know? such a good point. And even to like speaking directly about a person, like there's been multiple times where I've had to ask like, okay, I can be in this relationship with him, but but should I be in this relationship with him? Is he capable of leading me? And then on top of that, not just is he capable, like is he, does he have the requirements? Is he able, but also like, does he want to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, does he want to? Like one speaks to like his ability to do it, but another speaks to like his willingness to do it. And you want to find someone that is wanting and desiring to serve you and in the name of wanting to love Jesus and yeah. serve like his people, not in the name of doing everything, you know, just to please you. And, but I think that's a really, those are important questions to ask. Like, are they capable? And two, like, do they want to? Yeah. You know, I'll say when you mentioned the dating potential, I can think of a couple people that dated potential and now they've mm -hmm. married that potential and that potential had never surpassed what they thought it would be. Yeah. And that person is actually declining. And not only now is that person declining themselves, they're now declining the other person. Mm -hmm. And that is what happens when you do date potential or you marry potential is you think again, you said the one day and now you start to see your friend change the way they live their life, how they spend their money. They drink more the way they talk. And you're mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh, this person is now rubbing off on my friend yeah. or my whomever. And it's really sad to see because people do have that mindset. They're yeah. like, he's so good. He treats me well. And he does this. I'm like, that's great and all, but anybody can treat you right. Yeah. Anybody can do, you know, the quote unquote bare, bare minimum. minimum. Yeah. But you really want your list to be increased and your standards to be raised because marriage is a forever mm -hmm. thing. Like you want to trust this person with your entire life, entire heart when you're there and you're not there, you know, mm -hmm. there's so much more to be said. Like there's a whole list of qualities to look yeah. for a person. Well, but. it's like you become like those you surround yourself with. Yeah. Like we talk about that all the time. Like the importance of even just friendships, like it, your environment matters. And then you times that um, times a million when yeah. you think about marrying someone. Cause it's like, you're spending every single yes. moment most likely with yeah. that person. And so that so matters. It's like, is this person going to make me more like Jesus? That speaks to identity. Is this person going to push me closer to Jesus that speaks to faith and is this person going to help me accomplish more for Jesus that speaks to purpose right if those three things cross off and it's like you found yourself a winner absolutely but don't compromise in those areas mm -hmm. you know it's like I want people around me even friendships like I want people around me where it's like 
oh, I spend time with Janine and I'm like, oh, I want to go, I want to go spend time with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like she just made me want to know Jesus more. Like she just reflected the heart of Jesus and I'm challenged by that. So good. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also too, you know, when picking a person, I mean, you really got to ask yourself, like, would I want my children to turn out exactly Mm -hmm. like this person? You're procreating with this person. And if you are not, if you don't want your kids to turn out like that person, probably should talk you know what I mean (laughs) probably should talk because you should feel like this person is advancing your calling for the kingdom which is exactly why in first Corinthians 7 he's like you don't want your your purpose to be divided because all of a sudden you will be distracted you have Mm -hmm. kids you're going to be busy about cooking and cleaning with this person whatever and so it's like unless this person is genuinely coming alongside you to champion you or advance the kingdom with you maybe this isn't the best person to come alongside you and do yeah. life with. Yeah, man, that's so good. And I, I also want to say, cause I feel like we're like rapid fire, like this and this and this, this. And I also want to say like, I also have some chapters in here that are like extremely, like I didn't have all these perspectives when I was like, I'm struggling oh, and <laughs> I'm dealing with shame and I'm dealing with rejection and I'm dealing with heartbreak and I'm struggling in a waiting season. I'm struggling in purity. And so I also want to say, even though we're sitting here and we're like, this is what God's shown us. And this is what we've learned. Like we're also still learning oh, yeah. and still encouraging each other. But I, I really open up in this book, like a lot about just shame that I've carried and having to overcome that shame, having to break up with that shame and, you know, not allow it to rule my life and shape my identity. I talk about rejection, you know, and allowing God to use rejection to redirect it to something better and to something greater, um, which can be really hard to feel when, you know, that door closes or that person breaks or shatters your heart. Um, you know, I, I think back to like when all that even started for me, like 16 years old, I got cheated on and I'm questioning my worth. I'm questioning my identity and it starts, you know, bleeding into every other aspect of my life. You know, it bleeds into how I feel about myself. It bleeds into, you know, even developing this like performance-based mindset. Now I feel like I need to to prove myself to everyone. And that's something you still have to constantly remind me. I think literally she told me that like two days ago, like Maddie, you have nothing to prove. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like that. I mean, those things are, are real things that can often shape our mentality and our identity. And we have to continue to remind ourselves, like at the end of the day, it's great that like, this is, you know, this is our opinion and these are our feelings and this is blah, blah, blah. It's like, but what does God's word say? Yeah. Like I can have these feelings about myself. I can have these thoughts about myself. I can have these feelings about my past. I can have these thoughts about my future but it's like what does God's word say like oh yeah I'm redeemed oh yeah I'm chosen I'm loved I'm enough because he's enough and it's like just reminding ourselves of those things combating those lies with the truth has been transformational in my life absolutely yeah the word of God is where you should always go back to yeah that's where you find the truth that is going to save you and save your soul and ultimately give you the peace and the love, like you said, that you're genuinely looking for. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I'm just so proud of you because we've seen each other go through a lot. So much. I mean, I watched you, I met you basically right after you got off the show. Yeah. Crazy. And that girl <laughs> is so different from like when I first met you, like who you are now compared to that, like you weren't bad, but like you had, you were <laughs> you just were bad, but like, no, mm, but you were thrown into like a whirlwind yeah, of crazy. a new life and all these people knowing you. And like, you were still learning a lot of stuff and navigating social media and public relationships. And mm-hmm. it's just so cool seeing you also like live out this book. And I love that you even mentioned, you know, like, okay, yeah, we're on our soapbox right now and we're preaching, whatever, but we both had to walk through this stuff in order to be able to teach it or preach it or say, you know, this is true because at the time I'm sure you're like, 
we were both single. We were both crying, heartbreak. You've mm-hmm. been cheated on. I mean, yeah. I've been through some crap in my past. Like we've learned through these past mm-hmm. experiences, which is why like we want y'all to learn too. Like we want to help you guys and give advice to that younger self or the past girl, the girl that's going through this right now. Because just because like, yeah, we're engaged and married, like we don't have this all figured out, but we are, I feel like in a good spot where, you know, you're writing a book. You've, you've been able to say, I've overcome these things. I find this to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, but you sometimes got to go through the pain before you can prepare and write the message, you know? Oh, absolutely. That was a bar. Thank Should you. you do the sound effect? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, which sound effect? Hmm. Oh, <laughs> it was a song. <laughs> what was that? Woo! I felt like we were on like, um, wait, it's like, I a- don't know, Friday night lights or something. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Oh, hey, I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, uh, that was <laughs> awesome. Um, no, that's really good because I think what can be so easy in today's world with social media, and I have to often put up strict boundaries on social media or even like delete it from my phone sometimes, is like be careful with what you're looking at because a lot of times like comparison will creep in when we start seeing other people's lives and we're comparing it to, to like where they are right now, not knowing all their private life moments, not knowing Mm -hmm. the full story, the behind the scenes, like everything that's going on that we're not seeing filtered and posted. And I think that's so like such a good reminder of, I think people could have even seen us like posting photos or doing podcasts in our single life. And it's like, Oh, they're, they're thriving. They're having it all figured out. And we're like, you're like holding me as I'm crying and praying over me. And, and it's like, it's just really easy to compare yourself to someone else, not knowing the full story and not knowing everything they've been through. And also just like what God is doing in their heart and teaching them in that moment. And so just be really careful for those listening, you know, what content you're taking in, who you're following, what you're looking at, how much time you're spending on social media. I think those things are really, really important because social media is not, I mean, it's not real life. Like you've, you're yeah. living real life right in front of you. And I think a lot of times we can get caught up in this fake world consumed with what other people are doing and with what other people have. I mean, for me, that was one of the biggest struggles for me in singleness was I was so consumed with this is unfair. God, you're not giving me, you know, the gift that I want, which is marriage and, and kids and all these things. But it wasn't even that I was that discontent with God or even with myself. It was just, I was comparing myself to other people and what they had. Therefore mm. it made me feel less than and it's like wait that's just not true though right and it's weird because you can you can compare yourself to somebody when you don't even know their full story right you don't know what that couple fights about what they struggle about what financial issues they may have and we don't know you know right and so it is very interesting and everything can be so relative yeah the amount of times that I've had people like come up and be like oh my gosh I wish I had a relationship like them but I've seen their relationship off camera and I'm like I don't know that you want a relationship Mm. like them there's things going on that you have no idea about and not that they should some things are private but it's like man you just don't know with social media and so don't don't envy don't compare because you really have no idea the full story for sure and every marriage is different every marriage has its own struggles and challenges it'd be a lie to say marriage is perfect and flawless and all the things it is such a good thing but it comes with challenges that's what first corinthians 7 like it comes with troubles you know Mm -hmm. worldly troubles so man so so good so good and and i am so thankful that i had someone to walk through 
all these like seasons and figuring these things out with me, which is why, like, I feel like every time I continue to just like push the importance of accountability and having friends in your life that you can confess to that can hold you accountable and that can continue to push you closer to Christ. Because like when you enter into marriage, like that's going to be so, so important. If you enter into marriage, like that is so, so important to make sure you have that community in your life. Like that hasn't changed for me yeah. just because I've been like, we, I mean, obviously we're not seeing each other every day, but we're yeah. still talking every day. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like, we are. If we don't text for a day, I'm like, what's happening? Are you Hello. okay? Is everything fine? Are we good? No, I'm just kidding. But that's but, so funny. Like, yeah. or as like a pledge, like when you become someone's bridesmaid, that's your pledge to say, I am praying for you. Yeah. I'm speaking into your marriage. I care about you guys. I mean, there's been times where I've prayed over you and Grant. There's been times mm -hmm. where you would have prayed over me and Caleb, you know? And so that's what you're doing as a friend and as a bridesmaid is saying, I'm in this for the long haul and you can't get rid of me. Yeah. No, literally. <laughs> and like the right, the right love, God's love is so worth it it's not always easy pursuing purity is not the easiest mm -hmm. thing in the world um choosing to go against culture and not do it the world's way is not the easiest thing yep. in the world yep um there's going to be pressures and temptations and opportunities to compromise at every turn at every turn yep and, they're and all, it's always readily available oh easy everyone's doing it but man, I just think there's something to be said for those who have their eyes set like Flint and they're just, they're determined and they're like, this is, I know this is God's best for me. I know this is God's will for me. Therefore, like I have my eyes fixed on Jesus and I'm going to run this race well, and I'm going to live the life he's called me to live. I'm going to pursue holiness. I'm going to surround myself with godly friends and I'm going to remember what matters most, which is not being married, which is not having the perfect job, which is not making all the money in the world, which is not having this big following. I think a lot of times people, you know, come up to us and they're like, oh my gosh, y'all's life is so amazing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm grateful for the ways that God has blessed me, but truly the best thing about my life is my relationship with him and the community that yep. I have around me. And yep. like, it's like that, those are the things that I'm the most thankful for. And that has nothing to do with, um, you know, numbers to, uh, I don't know, my bank account or to my social media. It's like, man, I find what I need in Christ alone and in the people he's, you know, called me to serve or to do life with. And I just think that's such an important reminder for those who are maybe struggling with contentment or struggling with where they're at. And just remembering, like I, I titled my very last chapter, like worth the wait, because it is always worth it. It's mm -hmm. not always easy, but everything worthwhile in life, it's going to come with a fight and it might not be the most popular thing in the world, but it will always be worth it. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, she's preaching today. Not the feedback. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you're a popcorn gallery. Is that what it's called? Peanut gallery. Yeah, I was like, popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> like, not, I think I'm just kind of good. Yeah, I'm just kind of hungry. Um, That's so good. So what would you say? Who would you say this book is for? Literally everybody. Like, I know that sounds- I love everybody? Yeah. No, I was yeah. very- intentional with choosing the word everybody for this title because I wanted this to be a message for every single person no matter young old race gender um doesn't matter if you're in a relationship if you're single if you've never been married if you've been married a couple times like what wherever you find yourself believer non-believer like this is a message for everybody because we were made out of love and for love we were made to love and to be loved love is the foundation of everything in yeah. this in this life and if we miss the most important component, which is God who is love and who created love and who made us out of love, we're going to miss 
everything else. And so like that is the most important thing, but this is a message for every single person because it's a love that is available to all of us and it's just up to us to receive it. So Amen. That's so good. It's Everybody. So, true. so share Everybody it, you know? has access. That's awesome. Everybody's got access. Yay. Well, I'm so excited for you. Yay. And you have your little party coming up I know. Soon. I'm excited. I just want to have people come together and just pray for this message. You know, yeah. I think it's really important in everything that we do to just like covered in prayer no and i uh, i literally 100 percent believe in this book i believe in you i believe in the message i believe it is so powerful it is needed it is so true that you need to figure out you know the love with yourself with your friends with god is that what it was the three yeah yep others yourself and god and i feel like if you get those three right mm -hmm. like things will flow a lot better mm -hmm. in life oh yeah so if you want to learn more about it get her book it's available september 19th yes on everywhere that books are sold literally everywhere and you already hit number one, uh, bet, is that what, number one, what was it on Amazon? Something on Amazon, some category or number, something. My yeah. dad like sent it to me and I was like, that's so sweet. Oh, dad. I'm so proud. <laughs> I was that's like, so amazing. Dad, he was proud. <laughs> I love it. Well, I love you so much. I love you. And it's so crazy just seeing how far we've come. Like Truly. we're both entering into different seasons and I'm about to be married. Crazy. In like less than three months, which is Oh my gosh, so absurd. With my bachelorette this weekend. I am so excited. <laughs> Stay tuned on our Instagram. I've been planning this thing. I'm like, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, my dog over here, Mad Dog. <laughs> my dog, they're like, huh? <laughs> Who's Mad Dog? She's always mad. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. No, she literally calls me Mad Dog and then proceeds to go, hoo, hoo, after. <laughs> and people are like, what's happening? It's just like been a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you've been just working hard on this bachelorette weekend. So yeah. Thank you. It's going to be epic. It's going to be so fun. Well, thanks for coming on Happy and thanks Healthy. Thanks for having me. I feel I'm happier and healthier. Yay. Yeah. I'm so glad. So do I. I really do. And I hope that you guys are as well. I think you will be when you also read this book. And you can check out Maddie's Instagrams on just Maddie Pru. Yeah. Maddie, at Maddie Pru. At Maddie Pru. I'm Janina Amapola. If you, this is your first time coming to my page. And I post every single Tuesday. So I'll see you guys again next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. But until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, guys. Bye.